Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, hi again, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Schwartz on Sports here at New York Sports Day. I'm Peter Schwartz. Thanks for joining us on this edition of the podcast and hope everybody out there listening is safe during this time. The last few days have been very, very exciting for student-athletes across New York State who play high-risk high school sports. That's because on Friday, seemingly out of nowhere, uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo gave the green light for uh, high-risk high school sports uh, to resume uh, starting on February 1st. And uh, today, as we tape this edition of the show, it is a Wednesday in Nassau County here on Long Island. Just a short while after Suffolk County gave the green light, Nassau County gave the green light. And Online with us to talk about Nassau County getting the go-ahead and, and just about high school sports resuming uh, in general. As the executive director of Section 8 Athletics, the, uh, the organization that governs uh, high school athletics on Long Island, Pat Pizzarelli joins me here on the podcast. Pat, Peter Schwartz, how are you? Great, Peter. How are you doing? Nice to talk with you. Uh, doing good, obviously. It's, uh, it's an exciting time, and we, we welcome you onto the, onto the program. L- let me just start with this. I mean, I mean just... Not just for Nassau County, but obviously you you engage with all the other directors around New York State, you know, all the time on a on a on a constant basis. Just your your thoughts and your relief that uh, these kids are going to be able to get back onto the fields and the rinks and the courts uh, after you know everybody has suffered through this pandemic since last March. Yeah, I'm so happy for our student athletes. You know, um, they've been waiting with bated breath, you know, for the governor to make this announcement. You know, we started low monitor sports January 4th, you know, so some of the kids got back to their sports, and actually some of the other kids who didn't play the other sports to do something went out for those sports. Right. But now that we're back, full steam ahead with our, you know, high-risk sports, yes, the winter season, which is, you know, it only has about another month, maybe a little more, you know, it's going to be a short season for the winter high-risk sports, the basketball, wrestling, and competitive cheer, but at least they're going to play some games. The seniors are going to have that experience of being on that court one last time after playing their whole high school career, maybe middle school career. They're going to have that opportunity to play one more game in order to, you know, uh, end their high school careers. So I'm so excited about that. I'm excited that we can play football now come March 1st Mm -hmm. with the other you know, fall sports, and I'm truly excited that in the spring we can play boys lacrosse with the other spring sports. So, um, you know, it's great, you know, it's great news. The biggest, my biggest fear is that, you know, we don't follow protocols and the safety guidelines that we start having an increase in um, the uh, COVID-19 because it's a terrible disease, Mm -hmm. and I had it, so I know it is. I had it, I've been sick for over 20 days. With a fever for 16 of those days, 103.9 fever. So uh, it is not fun. No. And I don't wish that on anyone. So let's be safe and let's play football, basketball, wrestle. Let's do everything and have a good time. I, I, I want to ask you about the, the, some of the protocols that uh, Nassau County Executive Laura Curran talked about today. And you know they've been outlined by 
by, by the other counties as well. Suffolk County the other day and around New York State, they've been talking about it. But before I ask you about the protocols, you know, I, 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 I mentioned Governor Cuomo giving the green light, and you and I chatted off off the air earlier today, and, and you kind of joked about how this kind of came out of nowhere. There was no heads up. I mean, everybody was kind of surprised by this announcement late in the afternoon on Friday. Uh, just just for the listeners, how shocked were you? And uh, and I'm sure your 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 uh, your colleagues around New York State had to be shocked about it as well. Honestly, I was very shocked. You know. Um Yes, he let the low-risk sports go back in the fall. We as a county decided to wait because school was starting. They weren't sure how it was going to go with that. Right. So we decided to wait until January. Actually, not just us. I'll stop the golf also. Section 11 also. Right. But he didn't have, he said no to the high-risk sports. And the infection rate was like 1% or 2% then. Right. So I figured, you know, I don't know if he would have waited until it got down to 1% or 2%. I thought it would go a little low before he gave the green light, you know, for the high-risk sports. But I think with the vaccine being available, even though we need more of it, because I still can't get an appointment. Yeah. You know, um, but it is out there. And now we actually know a little more about the disease and how to control things. And we've seen that schools are not a place where it's even being spread. Right. You know, okay, they have shut down some schools because someone's been affected, they go on quarantine, but it's, it's been determined it's not a major spreader. Mm-hmm. And it's also been determined that, yes, some sports you can spread it, but it's not a major spreader. So where we decided, the government decided, let's, you know, throw back on the local areas, you know, hands, and... You know, thank goodness our county executive has decided to let us go with it. And she feels that if we follow the state guidelines, you know, you know, we should be okay. So that's what I think, you know, is the deal with that. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked at the timing of it. I thought it was going to come. I didn't think it was going to come this quick. Yeah, it was, it was a surprise to a lot of people. We're talking to Pat Pizzarelli, the executive director of Section 8 Athletics. Uh, Nassau County on Long Island, as uh, Governor Cuomo has given the green light to a high-risk high school sports um, starting on February 1st, and that's a, a great thing for the high school student-athletes. Uh, but there are protocols, you know, just like with the NFL coming back and Major League Baseball came back, the pros, the colleges, they all had, you know, health and safety protocols that were in place. Uh, but j- just in general for the high schools, and obviously, I mean, things, you know, budgets are different at the high school level and just, you know, facilities are different at the high school level, especially the locker rooms and everything. Uh, just like in a nutshell, from your perspective, uh, what what are some of the, the, the health and safety protocols? And I, and I ask this. You know, kind of you know, half as a reporter and half as a as the parent of a student athlete. What are some of the the, the, the health and safety protocols that the the typical student athlete may have to uh, be prepared to to, to follow? Well, I've been told I've been told that some districts are going to test. You know, weekly test the high risk athletes. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who yet. You know, Baldwin's been in the newspaper already saying they're going right. to do it. I think other districts are trying to determine that. These next few days, they're determining that. I know there may be a pledge. It's not part of the state protocol, but there may be a pledge to all the athletes saying mm-hmm. that they will follow everything, blah, blah. You know, like, like almost like the code of conduct the schools have now, the kids right. are fine. So there may be, uh, like, whether it's a district by district or possibly could even be a countywide, but we haven't decided that yet. But the protocols they're talking about, every school now, for when a kid goes to school, there are certain, you know, attestations they have to make. You right. Know, that, that they feel good, they're not sick. Some schools are taking temperatures on entry and things like that. So they're just going to 
keep going to that for after school activities also. One of the things, like, as a coach, you're going to have to look at, you're going to have to keep, you know, even doing drills, keep socially distanced unless you're actually up there, you know, competing. Right. You know, yeah, when you're playing, when you're wrestling, you're going to be on top of the guy. There's no incense bet. When you're playing football, you're going to tackle, you're going to block. Right. But football, I just read, you know, New York State football coaches came out with a safety document in COVID times, and they've said that it's six seconds of play that you're really in contact with another player. If right. You're blocking them or tackling them. So that's it. So times that by 40 times, it's not a lot of time during no. the game that you're actually in contact with them. Right. So, you know, I, I think the most important thing is are the masks and the social distance. And if you don't feel well, don't go to practice, don't even go to school. That's the key thing. If you have any symptom at all of this COVID, do not go near people. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And that will help us not spread it. Right, absolutely. I think those are just you know typical things that people are going to have to follow. Just, just out, of, out of curiosity, I mean, I, and I'll selfishly bring up football only because my my son is is a freshman at sure. MacArthur High School, and obviously it's it's something my wife and I have talked about. We've kind of you know hypothesized in our brain like how is this going to work you know for kids on the football field. So you've got the twenty two kids are going to be on a football field at one time. Then you've got the sidelines filled with the reserves. You know, maybe the the off if the offense is on the field, the defense is with the reserves. There is very strict guidelines. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, that, was, that was my question is going to be. I mean, normally you've got you know the players have to be in a certain spot. The coaches want the players to be in a certain spot on the sideline, and I guess the same would go for some of the other sports too. But I, I guess that's going to have to be relaxed a little bit because they're going to have to spread the kids out on the sidelines. Relaxing it by letting instead of the 25 yard line, they can go down to the 10 yard line. Aha, uh-huh, there you go. So you go from 10 to 10, you go 80 yards. So, and then you can put them in rows also. Don't forget, there's usually a lot of, you know, you go onto the track if you need to. Both fields are yeah. of a track, so you can go back. You can, you know, you know station them, you know, the lines of them. So, uh, you know, so that can be up. But they got, they're supposed to be six feet, and, you know, schools have been directed to hire extra people to help keeping the athletes socially distanced when they're on the sidelines. Because if you watch the pros, they don't do that. Or even colleges, they're, they're doing it somewhat in colleges, but in the pros they didn't. You know, they were all just sitting on the benches together. Right. Some of them would put the masks on when they came out of the game. But that's the two things. Masks when you're not playing. Actually, you're supposed to wear a mask when you're playing unless you can't tolerate it. That's right. one of the rules. Right. You know, but what happens is there's no, you know, all the kids say they can't tolerate, they can take it off, which... I would rather they would have said that you have to wear the mask unless you have a doctor's note, but they didn't say that. Right, right. And so in order to do that, you know, people fight it. You know, in court you would lose because the following the state says you don't have to do that. So, you know, uh, but I would impress that. If I was still coaching, and I coached for a while, for yeah. a long time actually, you know, I would, <laughs> yeah. I would say masks are mandatory. Even when you're playing, unless you really have asthma or some other issue, Mm-hmm. I would say keep that mask on. You know, keep it on this way because you don't want to. If you talk a carrier, you don't want to affect another kid. Can, you know, can the kids? Can Pat? Can the kids? Because there's been a lot of controversy, even just in in everyday life, about what kind of face covering you have to have. And I'll just again, I'll speak from our own experience in this house. My my, my son Bradley plays a lot of sports. He likes to wear the gator. 
I mean, is that something that they're going to allow the kids to do? If they're not comfortable wearing the mask, can they wear the gator? I just read something that a gator does not really give you protection. Really? Okay. I, I believe, I don't know, I have the document in front of me, but I don't know where it really talks about masks, the type of mask you're supposed to have, to be honest. It's probably in the document somewhere. Uh, okay. But uh, if I research it, I could find it. But uh, I think you, what you need, you have to make sure that you're not going to have any type of respiratory stuff coming out of your, your, right. your mouth, you know, and nose. I think that's the key. Because I, I bought some cheap ones when this first one <laughs> You know, they're like a T-shirt. It's like a two-ply T-shirt, yeah. basically. And they're comfortable as all heck. How much protection? I don't know. Yeah. So, of course, I have others, too. Here in, now, in my office in Nassau Boces, they give us a real nice one. Yeah. It has the two layers, you know, and stuff like that. And I have a couple of others that have the two layers. So those are the ones I wear most of the time. Because, I, God forbid, if I'm carrying, I don't want to give it to someone. Right. Absolutely not. Right, right. We have a couple minutes left with Pat Pizzarelli, the executive director of Section 8 Athletics uh, that governs high school sports on Long Island, on uh, Nassau County on Long Island. And we're talking about the resumption of, of high-risk high school sports all across New York State, and that's going to start on February 1st. Uh, we, we talked about the health and safety protocols that the players and the coaches and the staffs are going to have to follow. Here's the other issue that, that has come up a lot in the last couple of days, and I know it was addressed at the press conference um, on, uh, on, on Wednesday, is the subject of spectators uh, at these events. And obviously we're, we're really talking more about you know, the parents and the immediate family of, of the athletes. Uh, I know there's a protocol for New York State that it's, it's two, two uh, uh, guests per athlete and not to exceed 50% of, of the area. Uh, your, your thoughts on the possibility, I know school districts can opt in or out of this, but what is the general, at least from a Nassau County standpoint, maybe you could speak to New York State as well, on the subject yeah, of the spectators at the games? I know Suffolk has a no spectator rule right now. Right. In Nassau, for winter sports, we have the two per athlete, home only in some schools, and some of them have no spectator rule. You know, we're going to revisit this when we get to the fall sports, when we're mostly outside. Right. Because maybe they'll let the visitors have two per athlete also. But the two per athlete is the state rule, and the 50% is a state rule for indoor uh, venues. Right. So, like I said, some of the schools are letting two per athlete for the home kids. Um, some are have no spectators at all. You know, what most, a lot of schools are doing, they are live streaming a lot of their content. That was going to be my next question. On YouTube. On YouTube, well, they've hired services to do it, so they put it out there so the families can see their kids play, which I think is a great thing. And for the sports that we do run, sectionals, you know, we have uh, county championships. No, we will live stream that. We have a, we have a, a sponsored contract with the NFHS network, mm -hmm. and if they do it, then they do it. Of course, then they charge a subscription to do it. Right. right? The sports that they don't do, we will live stream it, and Section 8 will foot that bill. You know, we, we get hurt with no spectators because we, we make money because well, we, we charge it our right. championship right. stuff. But since we haven't had them since last winter season, you know, we're hurting a little for money, but I would do that as a service back to our kids well, and our families. You know, I will uh, hire a company, but I can't because I'm in contract with the NFHS network. Mm -hmm. They do. They only do some of them. They don't do all of them. You know, it's up to them. And um, if they do it, then they do charge. But, but again, 
you charge for it. If you come to our county championship, I believe if you if you pay on site, it's ten dollars. If you pay with the uh, the um, internet, I think it's seven or eight dollars. I forget what it is, but uh, I think they charge either nine ninety nine or ten ninety nine. But you can have five or six people for that. If you're coming to the site itself, you're paying each person pays to get in. So in an essence, you're really saving money if they do charge you that. Be anyhow, if you're all in the same household, you right? Know what I'm well, listen, if I if I can't get in to see uh, Bradley play a football game for MacArthur, I'm just going to go to the store and I'm going to get the biggest telescope you possibly can, and I'm going to find a place to watch the game from. Well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what town's rules are. But I know what the sports crazy town. Uh, one of my dearest friends is the former athletic director there, and former football coach in the old days from uh, Division High School, Jerry Jewell. Yeah. Yes. He's a great fan. I mean, I sat with her at field hockey championship games and soccer games and other things that Beth McGough and the division were involved with. So, uh, you know, I think, uh, especially when we get outdoors, you know, yeah. maybe they will relax if they have a no fan. I really don't know what the rule is, to be honest. Well, listen, I think uh, irregardless, at the end of the day, the most important thing in this whole crazy saga of coronavirus is that finally these kids and they've been going through a lot you know mentally off you know not being able to play the most important thing is that these kids are going to be back on the field on the courts on the ranks playing the sports that they love you know hopefully the parents will get a chance the families will get a chance to see the games but the bottom line is the kids are going to play and i know you and all the other uh, you know, executives and coaches and athletic directors around new york state uh, have to be thrilled that that this is finally happening Absolutely. The last thing I want to say, though, Peter, before I sign off, is that we need the parents' help. You know, one of the things that comes along with athletic competition is after the game, getting everyone together, okay? I'm not even going to talk about the older kids, how sometimes there might mm-hmm. be alcohol involved, you know, but just the socializing after games mm-hmm. cannot happen, okay? Because we know the biggest better is is these parties the kids have. Yeah. That's how a lot of the kids to the school. You know, there was a party this weekend, a Sweet 16 or this or that. You know, so I'm going to plead with the parents. Yep. Please, don't allow it. Well, we're gonna, I, 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 could, I could assure you that after Bradley gets off the football field, the f- first thing he's going to do when he gets home is take a shower. The second thing he's going to do <laughs> is probably play his brother Jared in a game of Xbox. Okay, that's fine. That'll be safe. Oh, that's all. Listen, Bradley's a high honor roll student. You don't have to worry about that. That's beautiful. That's the best. There you go. That's it. Academics. Because then they have it made. Wherever they go in life, they have it made. And uh, anytime you want to talk, Peter, give me a call, okay? All right, Pat. Thank you so much. Want to thank my guest, Pat Pizzarelli, the executive director of Section 8 Athletics, the governing body for high school sports. In Nassau County on Long Island, as high-risk high school sports is back, um, as per Governor Cuomo and his uh, message this past Friday. I'm Peter Schwartz. Thanks for listening to this edition of Schwartz on Sports here at New York Sports Day. We'll catch you again next time, and stay safe, everyone.